You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hello, 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 and thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Collection podcast. I want to thank you for being a faithful listener and checking us out every week on Afro Vibes Radio. But hey, if you somehow don't get a chance to check us out Thursdays, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Afro Vibes Radio, please don't hesitate to check out our podcast page. That's anchor.fm backslash HW Connection. That's H-W-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N. Again, check us out on our anchor.fm podcast page. Check out all the shows uploaded there immediately after the show airs on Afrovibes Radio. Also, if you want to listen to the show live on Afrovibes Radio, please download the app, afrovibesradio.com. You can download it from the, the website or go to your local or favorite, sorry, mobile OS app, be it Android or iPhone. Download the app on your phone today. You can stream the show as well as the awesome Afrobeat music collection live on your phone for free. Again, no money down, all free, all awesomeness. Do it today. Again, um, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can always get at me on Instagram. Um, my uh, name, Dr. Barry MD, D R B A R R Y M D. Also, you can email me at Dr. Barry Health at gmail.com. That's Dr. Barry, D R B A R R Y H E A L T H at gmail.com. And last but not least, Facebook is also where we're at, posting all the shows as well as other exciting articles. Check us out at www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Again, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love hearing from listeners. Any feedback, any even sponsorship opportunities, because we are um, very highly listened podcast. Always looking for sponsors. Check us out if you're interested in sponsoring the show. And also, you can do it on the Anchor FM page. You can donate, become a super sponsor. We're going to get a lot of cool freebies for those people who do sign up. So check us out again. It's Dr. Barry here. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the show. Hello, 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 guys, and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection radio show slash podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Barry, here today. You can definitely um, hear us every Thursday broadcasting live, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Afro Vibes Radio. As well, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, guys, make sure you check out our podcast feed at anchor.fm backslash HW connection again this is another episode of the health and wellness connection podcast we have a special guest today guys we're going to really be going in regarding the overall of course coronavirus pandemic but we're going to kind of focus in on africa as well and we're going to kind of introduce a really special entertaining guest that i really think you guys will enjoy um, he's a unique individual this guy is actually um started as um a stand-up comedian and actor then he found his way into uh to medicine and now he's a uh, practicing uh, internal medicine physician 
but he's also an entertainer. So he's a very kind of interesting individual. And we're going to have him kind of join us today for the show to bring some of his insight to the topic. That is Dr. Obino, a.k.a. Daddy Muna, a.k.a. Kachi MD. Are you in, are you with us today? What's going on, man? <laughs> I'm good. Um... <laughs> awesome. So of course, of course, we can, we can, we can do so what we I, need I to do here. I, I, but... I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't start as a stand-up comedian. So that, oh, that okay. Was... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I thought so, so you were actually in, in the nah, comedy nah, scene nah, doing nah. things. Well tell, us about, right. tell, well, tell us about how you kind of became, um, you know, kind of who you are today. Like, what, what were you involved in? Like, what led to you evolving into the uh, kind of comedian, actor, slash physician that you are currently? Okay, so let me put it this way. Uh, acting has been a p- part of me, you know, mm-hmm. all my life. Okay. Not something I had to go to school to learn. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a natural talent that I discovered at a very early stage of my life. Mm-hmm. But then I, al- I always did it for fun, nice. you know, from uh, elementary school uh, to secondary school. At the time when I was in secondary school in Nigeria, mm-hmm. uh, we used to travel. I, I belonged to a club known as the Drama Club. And we would travel to different schools. And people would even pay to come watch us. And I always played like the, the prominent roles in okay. in those plays. So uh, one, pro- one, 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 one uh, very remarkable one was when we went to perform in a school where my mom was a teacher. And my mom and my little brother who's a doctor now mm-hmm. uh, you know watched me on stage and it was just amazing so it's been part of me even going into medical school i still did the acting so it was all for fun you know Interesting. Um, okay, let me ask you a question so when you were doing the acting thing you were kind of doing the performances what made you say you know what screw all this i'd rather go and attend medical school and actually try to become a doc like what it seemed like the acting kind of lifestyle is a little different from the lifestyle of a medical student is there a reason why you decided to go and make that switch were you looking for something different like what, what, what was the motivation or do you feel you can combine the two and kind of do something unique so like i said it was for fun i never thought of acting in a professional way or oh, wow. doing okay. in a professional it was just like a hobby okay. you know how you have hobbies and you know it's something you're very good at uh, as for medicine, it's always been like, even as early as five years old, uh, they were already calling me doctor. So that kind of nice. like stuck in my head. So it's okay. been like something I always wanted to do. And then, you know, going to medical school and all that. Now, to speak of like the whole acting comedy and what you see on my social media page. Yeah, and just, uh, just, and just a, what, what, quick, before you go in detail on that, I just want to tell you the, the audience, guys. This guy has a very, very active social media and uh, YouTube, actually. Um, page definitely go check him out um we're gonna also put all the links to the show as well on the podcast guys check that out but daddy muna tv on youtube also on uh instagram is obino daddy muna really interesting follow entertaining as well as informative you know what we're all about here at the health of one's collection podcast so check him out if you haven't already follow him today so go ahead so tell us about your your social media and kind of what kind of led to you kind of really fleshing that out to kind of what you have currently so after medical school i i or rather, even right from medical school, I wanted to knew I always wanted to come to the US. Okay. Uh, and then I, when I started preparing, for, and then okay, let me put it this way: mm. I came to the US as a medical student for rotations, went back to Nigeria. That was in my final year of medical school. And then when I I, I started talking to my wife, 
Uh, and I knew I was going to come to the U.S. So these two things made me start preparing for the U.S. MLE. If you remember very well, there was a time when you used to come to Nigeria with my cousin. Of course, so, of course. This, 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 uh, this, this is how, so how, we have how a I long met you back in depth, of course. You know? yeah. so I've known this gym for, yeah. for a while now, and uh, that's why it's kind of special seeing you kind of flourish and doing your thing, and yeah. now you're kind of on, on, a, on a bigger stage doing a lot, and, a lot bigger moves. So that's pretty awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, you, so you, at that time, there was nothing about me. I never really thought of anything acting. In fact, I can tell you, there was a time I went to a movie set in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And when I saw what they were doing, I was like, screw this. I can't do this. I just left. <laughs> wow. But then, okay. so I, 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 when I came to the U.S., right, I didn't get into residency immediately, right? I, I didn't march immediately. Okay. Um, I actually did march on my third attempt. Okay. Um, so at that waiting period, when I came to the U.S., then I used to watch some guys on YouTube, uh, Foxy P, Chief O.B., these yes. guys that do come here. Yeah, know, so big, I'm watching big comedians them. right now. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm watching them and I'm telling my wife, I said, man, this is the thing I used to do when oh, I've done this all my life, you know? Uh, so You were doing it for free, though, for as a hobby. They were monetized. Yes, you know, so <laughs> I, I, I was like, okay, let me just start, you know, but then, then I had, I had my, when we had our daughter, um, I, I became a stay at home dad because I didn't get into residence immediately. And now, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm a very, very big promoter of the Igbo culture. Yeah, um, yeah. If you know, you know my page. So, all my life, I've always thought if I had children anywhere in the world, I would, I would try to at least give them that cultural awareness of where we are from. Even though they don't really speak the language like me, yeah, because I'm very proficient, you know. But I'm gonna try my best to at least make them speak it to a good extent, you know. Even if it means putting my finances and all that, then I would say, luckily, I wasn't in, in residency, so I was a stay-at-home dad taking care of my dad. So you know, okay. I started making these videos with her. I would post them on Facebook, you know. Someone like Foxy P would tell me, "Oh, why don't you make this?" you know, in a more formal way, people can see that it's very good. Yeah. I'd be like, well, I don't know. And then again, you have to understand too, in medicine, uh, we are not really receptive to things like this. No, uh, that's no, the no. truth. That's the thing. Very conservative. So, very I, had that fear. So. I had that fear that in applying for residence, someone may see my videos and start saying, this guy is an serious guy and all that. So I was, I, I was trying to uh, take, you know, apply caution. Yeah. But then, you know, you can't you can't stop someone. What some a passion or so, so a passion someone had. No matter how hard I tried to stay away from it, it was coming to me. So I was making those videos, and then I started making my comedy videos, which like I, I've I've been used to. Yeah. But just there was no social media at that time. Okay. It was just in school. So I the first video I actually made the comedy first comedy skit I made went viral. The very first one I made nice. and posted. Nice. Very first. And then I made the second one, same thing. I made the third one. And it's like, okay, maybe, you know. So I kept doing it and, you know, posting it online. But it was all for fun. You know, it was all for fun. Just And I was showing, showcasing this father-daughter relationship in an African Yeah, state, which, which is actually, I think, really, really nice about social media. You do a lot of family kind of... Uh, uh, showcasing kind of your daughter and your relationship with her and then one thing exactly. also one thing i do like too about your social media is that you you like to focus on correcting inaccurate information something that's unfortunately quite a problem when it comes to um you know media and especially in the african continent that's one thing that um i do recall when i was you know when i would travel to nigeria you would turn on the tv and hear some questionable you know medical knowledge by quote-unquote experts this is being broadcast on the TV and some, even on the radio as well. So I think um, making sure we get good information out there is really critical. And this is why I think, you know, your overall kind of image is a very good one. Because one thing that's said commonly is that um, 
mm. you know, people tend to uh, to gravitate toward folks, especially clinicians mm. who they feel, you know, are showing are able to show empathy, to show some sort of uh, nurturing ability, and as well as those who are, you know, able who, who they feel they can relate to. And uh, I think those kind of traits are something that a lot of people value in clinicians and something I'm sure that'll help you and your practice and everything else. But ultimately, I think that your goal of kind of promoting kind of, you know, you know, good information as far as health information, making sure people understand the difference between you know, potentially, you know, false or even straight incorrect yep. information mm-hmm. versus those that are from reputable people is very important. And, uh, you know, that's one thing we, uh, you know, especially me who, who follows you, I definitely value that as well. So, but I want to actually kind of pick your brain as well, because you are a doc at the end of the day. You know, it's one thing to be a comedian, but to be a physician, that means you've a lot of research, you have a lot of studies, you clearly have a, a knowledge base that maybe we can, you know, explore. And one thing that's big now is the whole concept of the coronavirus, obviously, was the corona pandemic going on. But there's mm-hmm. not been a whole lot of focus on Africa and how it's responding to the coronavirus, because that's one thing that... We know that uh, coronavirus is one of those illnesses that it seems like, you know, it takes quite a bit of resources to manage it on a kind of a uh, um, like a public health scale. Like we have to make sure that hospitals are properly equipped and there's a lot of access to testing and uh, and whatnot. And that's one thing that, you know, people have been concerned about in Africa. So I want to kind of just briefly go over some of the numbers as far as Africa in general. I think it's believed currently that the continent has about 350,000 cases total, which mm-hmm. is not horrible, especially when compared to United States of America, which <laughs> where I currently have <laughs> has over 2.7 million. But, um, you know, as a continent, Africa is still, you know, much lower than that. But the concern is that there's, you know, increasing daily numbers of, of the of the, of the, of the uh, infection. Now, of course, the biggest countries affected in Africa are South Africa, which is actually about has about one third of the cases. One about third, yes. One hundred thousand people. And what about a, I want to say about four or five thousand deaths? And Nigeria is another country that's also a very um, large representative. They have about twenty three thousand cases and about five hundred mm-hmm. deaths. So you know the numbers are definitely lower than they are um, you know in other parts of the globe, especially currently the United States and Latin America. But mm-hmm. people are concerned because of the fact that Africa has you know limited resources or you know deficient resources as far as infrastructure and ICU beds. You know, there could be a concern mm-hmm. of increased, um, you know, um, mortality. So what do you think about kind of Africa in its current state and what, you know, you know, it could do to help kind of make sure it's able to take care of its citizens, you know, given the, you know, c- coronavirus, you know, uh, dangers. Okay. So, um, first of all, you, you were something you were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just want to complete that section before we go, go ahead, to go coronavirus. Ahead. The way you talk about uh, giving the right information. So here's yes, the thing that, and something I see about a lot of physician blogs and all that. So you tend to give out information like your, they, they tend to give out information like they are talking to like professionals and colleagues and all that. Yeah. Not everybody has that mental capacity to digest like the medical information the way they are. You understand? So one thing that is different with the way that I do my own is. Whatever I pick up on information, I can twist it in a comical way. I still pass that information. Like Absolutely. you go to my page, you know, I'm discussing about even if it's infertility, even if it's uh, how doctors attend to patients in the hospital. You know, you just make it in the language that people can understand. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's one thing I've tried to do, and I, I keep doing that. Now, Absolutely. talking about coronavirus as it uh, affects Africa, you know, you put out the numbers out there. Nigeria, which is our country, mm-hmm. uh, number is like 26,000 and it's going up, you know, a few deaths. Uh, South Africa, as you see, has like one third of the 
number of um, uh, 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 cases in, in, in the continent. Now, I think before you talk about uh, um, uh, suggestions and all that, let, let's look at the factors that affect us. Go ahead, know? of course, go ahead. One thing is, is uh, the, 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 the same thing, which is information, right? I remember when this COVID-19 thing started, a lot of people did not believe it existed. Uh, so, and, and there are factors that you could attribute, attribute to that. You see that we're very, very religious uh, people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sometimes it's just disappointing that the people who the people look up to, who, are, who hold those religious uh, positions, don't use that platform to promote the truth. You know, they give these people false hope in the name of religion. But you I know, don't have anything. sometimes they may be promoting what they feel is the truth, even though it may be incorrect. You know, that no, 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 no. That, that's what I'm going to. You know, mm-hmm. I have no problem with, you know, with, you know, the, the religious beliefs and all that. But I, I think for you to put that information out there, it's, it's always good to, you know, draw that line as to where your expertise ends. Mm-hmm. Because, Definitely. you know, if you if you don't know anything about a certain thing, then you ask the people who know, and then you can use what information they give you. And put, as opposed to coming to tell people, oh, uh, just touch any coronavirus patient, nothing will happen to you and all that. So information is something I think we should work on. That's one of my suggestions. Actually, we Dr. Bano, let, let, can I stop you real quick, actually, because we actually huh? have to go to the break. Uh, let me just, um, let me, uh, for a commercial break, we're going to pause briefly, and then we're going to come okay. right back, and we're going to come right back where we left off, all right? All right, guys, uh, uh, this is Dr. Barry, the Health Wealth Collection Podcast slash radio show. Thanks for joining us. We have more with Dr. Obino. We're going to talk more about coronavirus in Africa, talk about kind of his thoughts and kind of ways we can maybe figure out a way to ensure that you know, Africa can handle this as best as possible, because we know the dangers are real. Mm-hmm. We want to talk more about that. Again, stay with us, guys. Coming right back to you very, very soon. Hello, 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 and welcome back, guys. It's Dr. Barry here with the Health and Wellness Connection radio show. We have special guest, Dr. Obino, a.k.a. Daddy Muna, who's a YouTube and uh, social media personality. And he's also a physician who's on the ground treating patients and working with patients, but at the same time, you know, has a very entertaining and informative social media presence where he really works to educate folks on uh, medical reality. So um, you still with us, Dr. Obino? 
We have right here. Awesome, awesome. So you were telling us before we left on the break regarding kind of some of the things that may be, you know, that may put, you know, Africa uh, in an increased risk with the coronavirus. And you were talking more about information. So please finish your thought regarding, you know, the issues with, you know, Africans and, you know, their access to information and how potentially the information they may be getting could be contributing to some of the uh, potential increased coronavirus numbers. Go ahead. So, like I said, uh, information is something that I feel we should, uh, or we cannot overemphasize. I mean, it's, it's very important uh, because our people, you know, may have this capacity to get information, the wrong information from different sources. Yeah. So, we should intensify the information, you know, we pass out the media, uh, especially in this day of age when social media has a big influence in, on our people. So, Exactly. And one thing, it seems there's a lot more sources that are putting out questionable information. And it's almost like a battle of almost like numbers. If you're putting out some that's maybe considered medically sound, there's 10 times more sources of questionable, you know, you know, authenticity. So it's just, it's almost like, you know, do you feel sometimes like when you're doing your thing that there's so much anti or bad information out there that, you know, do you feel like it's even working or is worth it or do you feel people are actually getting you know to that information that may be better it seems like a lot of people don't really are able to kind of discern and determine what's you know up to accurate what do you, uh, think? What do you think about that uh, well I, I, you're, you're right you know and, and 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 one of the major factors to that is this is a new virus that that has been studied yeah right Hello, you with us there? There's a sense of confusion around, you know, as to what actually works. Okay. What actually is uh, 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 the way to tackle this virus. But then, I will still refer to, you know, the CDC website, WHO. Uh, that's that's like the standard we have. Hello? I think we lost uh, Dr. Obino here. Dr. Obino, you there? Huh? I'm here. I'm here. I okay. can hear you. Could you Hello? could you repeat what you just said? It's not like you went out on us there. We kind of missed the like last. I, I said that I, I will still refer people to the CDC and WHO. Absolutely. No, definitely. No, I agree. I think uh, you know, uh, you know, those. You know, there's been a lot of controversy with the with the CDC and the WHO and some of the uh, uh, you know ways they're vetting their information and so True. forth. I think ultimately they are still you know the standard as far as you know what globally different medical societies should be using to help manage their care because you know they do have access to the most resources and they have the most data they can kind of figure out or determine you know you know what's really going on in you know multiple places because they have the people in multiple places to really assess it and give accurate information so we just hope that the who and the cdc can you know really get on the same page and really be consistent and clear as far as their recommendations so that we can reduce the confusion because of course you know that led to the whole mask controversy that's still ongoing about the uh, requirement, this of is course. more so yeah, yeah, in the United yeah. States about people wearing their mask and enforcing that mask usage. But what people don't realize is that even though the the way the United States has responded to the pandemic has been haphazard at best, unfortunately, most countries still will look to the U.S. to determine how they should respond. <laughs> so when the U.S. is saying, "Okay, screw it, let's reopen," despite you know the, the numbers. <laughs> Other countries will say, you know what, U.S. opening, so it's open too. So they're saying they with a mask. You know, if they're saying you don't have to wear it in the U.S., then other countries will say, screw, we don't need to wear a mask because, you know, they're still using the United States as a standard. 
But unfortunately, you know, <laughs> the, the United States is not, you know, always following the scientific struggling. Evidence, you know, the U.S. And, is struggling too. So that could cause, and of course, we look at the numbers. United States through the roof. It's clear there was some mismanagement there. Um, you know, especially when compared to other countries of similar size. So we hope that the, you know, the African leaders aren't looking to the United States to give them, uh, you know, you know, direct guidance because we know the guidance may not be accurate. So hopefully the WHO and the CDC can look into that and making sure that the African countries are, yeah. are, are having a standard that's going to work, you know. Um, so what, there's also a lot of talk about vaccines as well because you know vaccines okay. have been a very controversial topic. We're actually going to do a whole show on the, on vaccines later, guys. So we're going to really go d- deep dive into the controversy and everything else. But, but Dr. Bina, I kind of wanted to, kind of to get your opinion regarding the, how Africa and the vaccines um, are going to be kind of you know kind of I guess brought into the picture. It seems like Africa is is a common site where you know people want to country co- companies want to test vaccines. And this has made obviously a lot of um, um, people in Africa a little wary because of the history, obviously, of you know medical um, treatments, you know, from some of these nations that have sometimes done harm. So I wanted to kind of um, you know, and there's a, you know, we talked earlier about about some new research, some new vaccine um, clinical trials going on currently in South Africa. So as a some new vaccines that were produced by uh, uh, Brixton University, I want to say, out of England. Um, have actually started mm-hmm. clinical trials, and this is actually going on in many countries. Many companies across the globe are doing clinical trials, but one of the biggest trials is going on currently in South Africa, um, um, and they're trying to see if they can get, um, you know, uh, some sort of mm. large-scale immunity through vaccines. And people believe Africa is a good source or a good testing site for vaccines because many Africans have yet to be exposed, so they feel that they can, you know, ex- use a vaccine. They can see if they can create immunity in people who have not actually had the virus yet. So what do you think about that as far as, you know, them coming to Africa to test folks? And you think it's a good idea? It's a bad idea? I mean, what are your thoughts as far as how Africa should approach vaccines and, and, and overall, you know, response to this virus? So my thoughts is, first of all, I, I, I cannot, I can relate and, 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 and understand and empathize with my people who feel some some type of way of course about these vaccines because let's face the fact uh you know in the past there have been challenged with some of these vaccines and in, in, in testing these things on black people mm-hmm. across the world you know you talk about uh, the tusky studies i mean that, 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 yeah, the tusky, the tusky experiment where they tusky studies exactly. yeah, for syphilis. exactly so you know so many things have, have been done so it's it's totally natural for people to feel uh that type of way so uh I, I can understand with that but at the same time you know at this point in time we it's not like we have a lot of options going on for us um so i, I would uh I, I would um i would i would I, I would really be in support of it because mm-hmm. you know this thing has really changed you know the face of the the earth just I was telling someone that you know at times we say oh there's going to be a new world all that you know we're we're imagining this thing as far as i'm concerned this <laughs> version of mass coronavirus is the world order but coronavirus is the new world order like i said that's the what t- <laughs> the rules people can say some secret you know, group sometimes of people. We, we always think that something is going to happen you know, something is, someone is going to come back and start mandating people to do this but man this is this is it it's, it's, it's looking like it so at this point you know i i would uh I wouldn't be against, you know, testing as long as all the guidelines are met, mm-hmm. as long as uh, they don't like 
uh, safety measures are, are, are being pursued in those things. I think uh, so too. Um, no, I, I want to just want to interject. Yeah, I, I so want to agree I, with I, you. Go not, ahead. You want to finish, go yeah. finish your thought? Go ahead. Because if you look at if you look at it right mm-hmm. in 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 um we are we are a disadvantage if this thing really hits us hard, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because of the kind you know when you talk of healthcare uh that we have back home compared to what we have here the resources you know to fight some of these things exactly you know? that that's it's my going, point that, that, that's my argument because it's gonna hit us it's gonna hit us hard exactly and that is why uh-huh. i still stand on africa needs to as in we need to invest on information the right information yeah. keep teaching people as healthcare professionals uh-huh. show the people what's going on let them know what's going on because let me give you an instance right when coronavirus was still like you know, you know, at that time when we were getting to the peak, a lot of people didn't really believe it existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but as soon as I put up my picture where I was putting on the hoodie, the the face shield and all that, I started getting messages. People were like, "Bro, I never really thought. I thought this was a joke until exactly. I saw you." So sometimes, not that you want to scare them, but you just got to put out the right information. Get to know. No, I have, I, have, I have the same exact story. You know, when I when I was initially started seeing coronavirus patients, and you know, mm-hmm. I see people, you know, literally with bilateral pneumonias, can't breathe, working hard, had to be intubated. You see this constantly. You see, okay, this is definitely not some sort of you know you know fake situation. Mm-hmm. Then you go online when I go home, and I'll see all mm-hmm. these stories about how the hospital's actually empty and it's all a lie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's clearly people who are either not into a reality or they're actually promoting a fake reality for some other exactly. reason. So we have to be careful about that. But And I think that's also a big issue in Africa as well where there's even less access to information. And some people will say, okay, because I saw this YouTube video, this is what I believe as opposed mm-hmm. to seeing real life examples. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. some people have to see like their mom or their loved one who have to pass and then they'll then they'll start to accept the reality, but we obviously want to prevent that from happening. That's the reason why mm-hmm. there's a lot of push to get people educated and, and, and informed. Now, and also one thing I want to pick it back as well regarding your thoughts on the vaccine in Africa, especially. I think mm-hmm. the whole point, is very, especially when it comes to Africa, is that resources are not you know you know adequate to really you know treat everyone, especially when it comes to critical care. I mean, the lack mm-hmm. of ICU beds is is, is really uh, appalling when it comes to general you know, the African population. So, you know, I think preventative care is really should be the most stressed. And I think exactly. a lot of Africans are, are, are actually doing greatness in that sense because their diets are also already pretty good and many Africans are active and those things are gonna help with the immune system and things that, um, you know, actually in the West, it may not be the case. So I think the another addition would be the vaccines to help kind of give an additional you know, defense, uh, if you will, to help reduce the amount of people who get extremely sick. Because that's kind of what you want to prevent, I would say, when it comes to Africa, because there's not enough ICU beds to intubate, you know, 5% of the population or however many <laughs> may require critical care management. And so, you know, but thankfully, the numbers in Africa have not been as high and the death rate has actually been quite low compared to many Western nations. Now, some would argue that it could be because of poor testing ability and many people just aren't getting tested. People are dying and they don't know what's going on. I know I read some reports in northern Nigeria where people were f- being found dead in different areas, and a lot of people were um, were getting, um, you know, you know, just being found dead. Essentially, no one knew what was going on. Even in Cross River State and one of the other states in mm-hmm. northern Africa, northern Nigeria, where um, mm-hmm. people were actually dying, and the state governor was actually refusing to institute testing in the state. So you had those yeah. people dying, and they, they were dying from quote unquote unknown causes, but coronavirus death was zero. So. 
you know, some of that too may be also skewing the numbers lower than they actually are, should be. Uh, and this, of course, we'll have to monitor it. And because think about this virus, you can't just ignore it. Eventually, things will happen. People start dying. You know, people start flooding the hospitals, and eventually, you know, the um, local, you know, um, health and um, facilities will be overwhelmed, especially if care isn't taken. So, you know, I think, but most people get the message now. I think a lot of people are actually working globally to help reduce, um, you know, to help increase different countries' abilities to test. I know uh, various organizations, especially. Uh, um, I know Jack Ma has been yeah. big, the owner of Alibaba has been sending resources throughout Africa, helping a lot of the countries who are, you know, underfunded. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, there's hope. We guys make sure that, you know, I think information, like you said, is extremely important in promoting, yeah. so, you know, so, uh, Go ahead. Can I say something? Uh, you know, what you, what, another thing again you have to understand is, uh, with respect to like, our numbers being low, uh, you know, the fact that we may not be testing as much. Exactly. That can be a that's factor. Huge. That's huge too. That's, that's, that's very, you know, inavailability of uh, uh, testing, uh, you know, uh, uh, testing tools and facilities and all that. Because exactly. uh, I, I did the coronavirus testing. Okay. I did it. You know, it's a very funny experience. Good. I'm not going to lie. Because when I got my first test, they said it was inconclusive. And oh, I was really? just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Man, the guy, the, the lady said, oh, this is conclusive that well, we're going to test, treat you as positive. And, and you know, the thing with working with you was... when you get home and you, and you feel, and you feel chills in your exactly. body. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a little scratch in your throat. Oh, did I get, what's going on? Am I okay? Because <laughs> it's viral. Hey. You know, you am know, I okay? You start testing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> They told me that well that I, I, I if I up to retest, then that's a, that that I, I that I can come around. So and my wife was like, okay, why don't you go and retest? And I see that it was negative. Okay. So, I haven't done the antibody testing yet. Yeah, that's but, what I'm waiting uh, on. I'm waiting on antibody testing myself, and I've done one test like a few weeks ago, and I was negative, but I think the antibody test will be probably the most uh, informative because you know a lot of people have had had the coronavirus with and have, have had no symptoms. So we don't know truly who has it and who doesn't because of the the high number of asymptomatic patients when it comes to the coronavirus exactly. you know, infection itself. So, all right, so Dr. Abino, uh, before we close out today, first I want to thank you for joining us today on this uh, um, episode of the Health and Wellness Connection podcast, podcast slash radio show. Do you want to close us out with any kind of last words or anywhere we can find you, kind of you know, where fans who want to kind of keep up with you, where they can... Uh, you know, get your how to find me uh you, you find me on on social media um i'm more active on instagram uh at uh Oba so my, my instagram handle is at obaino dadimuna okay. then if you're a medical student or a medical graduate international medical graduate who wants to discuss things related to that you can follow me me on uh at the nigeria img doc okay and um, so my closing words coronavirus is still very much real and with us i know we've had uh, low numbers at, at some weeks but then we're beginning to notice uh, a rise again so let's not lose our guard let us let us not feel like uh, everything is now um okay like my father would say it's not yet uhuru um so let's let, let's 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 uh, guard ourselves practice social distancing wear our mask eat good and as much as possible stay alive 
Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Appreciate you, Dr. Obino. Um, You take care, and uh, y'all stay safe out there. Listeners, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Thanks for uh, sticking with us every week. We got more, more exciting shows coming up for you very soon. Again, it's Dr. Barry signing out of the Health and Wellness Connection. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast and radio show. For more information on ways to get healthy, please check us out. www.anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. Here you can re-listen to the show, check out older shows, and even further support the show by becoming a subscriber to the podcast. Please check us out today. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. And also, don't forget to follow Dr. Barry on Instagram at drbarrymd. Until next time, stay healthy.